But I am signing off. I am Jalen Johnson, a.k.a. J Boogie. I am your host, and we'll be back next week. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Couch Coaches. Well, I kind of should say the restart because it's been a little bit of time since I've done this, but I'm back. I'm weekly, and trust me, it's not going to stop this time. Of course, you know, I am the host, Jalen, a.k.a. J Boogie, and you know we're talking all things sports. No matter what it is, it's all going to come out today. First up on the docket, we got a couple things, actually. It's been a pretty interesting start to sports right now. You got the Miami Heat last night taking a W over the Lakers, and they went up, and uh, the Lakers actually up in that series still 2-1, but they're making it a series. The first couple games definitely didn't look like they were going to do anything special. and looked like it was probably going to be a sweep, but Miami showed that same grit and resilience that they've been had over the uh, – over the over the actually the course of the playoffs to be honest with you and so they made that a series last night but there was a bigger story last night on the court and that was what happened with about seven seconds left in the game with about seven seconds left the game was pretty much already over with you see lebron james walk off the court and head straight to the locker room no handshakes no good games no post-game interviews, straight to the locker room. And I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Win or lose, you can't do that. It's unacceptable. For a guy like LeBron playing with a bunch of young guys and guys who don't have a lot of playoff experience, that's not a good sign to show them. That's not something that they need to see. Because when they see things like that, they, they're going to start to lose hope too. And this Miami team has already showed you, you give them a little bit of light, and they're gonna take that, and they're gonna run with it, and they're gonna beat up on you. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not really proud of LeBron for how he handled that situation last night. He definitely needs to handle that better. He actually, if I'm him, I am gonna go back in. I'm gonna go and address that situation because that doesn't, that's, that's not something that should happen ever with you being such a prominent star and literally the face of the NBA. But on the bright side of that game, let's talk more about the Heat who actually, Jimmy Butler, who everybody has downed for the last few years down in Minnesota and Philly, it was all Jimmy's fault. He couldn't he couldn't be a good teammate. He was bad for the locker room. He was, he was pushing people too hard. And now you see him taking a Miami Heat team who have the same mentality as him to the finals. And you see those two teams who... Said he was the problem, so to speak. Now look where they're at. Minnesota didn't even touch the playoffs, and Philly just wasted a trip there. But like I said, shout out to Jimmy Butler, who actually had a triple-double last night with 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists. This is without Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic playing. And yeah, I did say that without Bam... And Gorin's, you got to think about that. Your point guard's gone. Your big man down low is gone. And Jimmy said, I'm going to take over and do exactly what needs to be done to keep us in this series. He's also given a lot of light to those bench players like Kelly Olenek, the Tyler Heroes, 
they've all started to see a lot more playing time and they're showing up for him as well. So it's going to be a good series, especially if Bam can even get back at some point to try to help them kind of rally the series and make it make it a real, real series. As for the Lakers, they got to play a lot better on defense. They, they Their defense was terrible. Their transition game was slow. Offensively, it looked like they didn't have a game plan. I, I will say this. LeBron is always going to be LeBron. AD can be AD, but he has to have a foul trouble. He had three fouls, I think, in the first quarter, basically. So it put him kind of at a – he limited himself last night. Then another factor is um, Kyle Kuzma. I, I've i never been a huge fan. I think he's a good player. But I, I, I his trigger is just too – he's too trigger happy. I'm watching him shoot a lot of shots off the dribble without even letting the offense get set. There's nobody down to rebound. There's nobody down to even get a kick out or outlet pass. So right now you're, you're just going down saying, I'm going to play hero ball and I'm just throwing up whatever shot I can. You can't do that right now, especially not in these NBA finals. It's not, it's not, what's the best way to word this? This is not the time for that. You haven't been in the playoffs before, let alone the finals. You can't afford to try to be the one who's just throwing up random shots. You had a couple good shots, but they weren't because they weren't all consistent. I think game four is Tuesday, Tuesday night. So we're going to get right back into that series and we're going to see what happens after this. Uh, after this win by the Heat, see if they can keep it going or if the Lakers can go ahead and put a stop to it, kind of like they've been doing, you know, in the playoffs so far. Let the team get they let the team get one win and just kind of go on a rampage from there. So we're gonna see what's going on with that one. Another quick update: uh, if you guys aren't watching the WNBA Finals, are on right now too. They are in the bubble as well. Uh, right now, the Seattle Storm are up two games to none on the Las Vegas Aces. Unfortunately, the Aces are missing some big players. Uh, Liz Cambage is still, you know, she opted out of the season. Her, Tamara Young, they both uh, opted out this year. And De'Erica Hamby, who was their, the reigning two-time six-woman of the year, is um is out with a knee injury. So that's going to be – so they're, they're, it's really an uphill battle right now for Asia Wilson and Angel McCautry, but we'll see if they can make it a series, though. But the Storm are one win away from the WNBA Finals, and shout-out to Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart. They're they're unbelievable. Like, if you're watching them play, it's it's crazy. And Sue Bird, to be doing this at 40, it, it's what, – what can you say at that point? Another big thing, I am a huge Falcons fan, guys, and I got to get it off my chest. I don't understand how Dan Quinn still has a job. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I, I don't get it. If you guys don't know, the Falcons are 0-3. And in all but one of those games, they had a lead going into the fourth quarter by at least 15 points. So they were good two possessions on each team. What happened in both of those games? Exactly what happened. The offense stopped playing. The offense just went into safe mode. And the defense just did what the defense does. 
I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I don't know how in the world you continue to let a coach continue to be the leader of a group and nothing's happening. Everybody was so hyped on Dan Quinn because he was a defensive-minded coach. I have yet to see defense in the, what, four or five years he's been here. The MLB playoffs also are um, about to start their division series, and they're going to be doing their own bubble sort of situation in Texas. And it's uh, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting for sure because right now you don't have there, – there are a bunch of – every team right now in the MLB that's, that's still in the playoffs has a shot right now. If you had to know a couple of those matchups, you got the Astros and the Athletics, the Yankees and the Rays, the Braves and the Marlins, and the Padres and the Dodgers. I do like the format that the MLB did with this, um, where they're gonna basically everybody's gonna play five straight games. So you're gonna have to, so you're gonna get through it quicker, so you can get everybody in, get the championship series played, and then go ahead and get that World Series played as well. I think that's a great thing that the MLB is doing. I think they've handled it very well, especially with the slight outbreak with the Marlins at the beginning of the season. But I think they've handled it very well and. The season actually was pretty enjoyable for, for everybody who's a baseball fan. You had a couple sleeper teams come out the playoffs. And the Marlins, I don't think anybody expected them to be this good this far. You know, the Padres, it shows off all that trading and farm system that they've been having. It, it's finally paying off for them, and they look like a serious threat right now. Um, a lot of people are not still happy with the Astros, but um, oh, hey, they're still here, so I can't. You can't knock what they're doing now, but we'll see what they do uh, against the athletics. I'm also going to start talking about college football a little bit more when it gets good and started. Not every conference has started yet, and I don't want to just get too far ahead and start talking about other conferences right now. And then another team comes up, but they haven't really had a chance to get themselves going too. Like I said, I still think they're still trying to figure out how they're going to run the playoffs this year for that and for the bowl games too, especially with all the COVID things with because with those kids being on campus, man, that's that's tough. It's just too tough to try to have all those kids on campus, random kids, then on top of having your student athletes, even if you do put them in housing somewhere else, it's still a lot to handle and it's a lot to take care of. So we're going to see how that goes once they all get fully started. But right now, not too much to talk about in, the, in the college football, but when it does happen, you know I'll definitely be covering it. What is that about? A little sense of how people feel about this team. Now, tonight against Green Bay, I don't really expect anything better, to be honest with you. But we'll see. So that's just a little... Uh, these are the little things I talk about. It doesn't make sense. And everybody wants to be so hype on him. But he doesn't need to be there anymore. I'm going to just call it what it is. He doesn't need to be there anymore. And this is another issue, too. Arthur Blank is too nice about it. Just like Shannon Sharp said, I don't even know how they let him after that Dallas game get on the plane because he wouldn't have got on the plane with me. You'd have to find your own way back home. Now we're going to move on to my favorite sport, which is the NFL. And there are a lot of stories in the NFL right now, and I don't even think a lot of people know about half of them. Let me just start off with one. Um, if you guys don't know, you got to pay attention to the history behind it. 
So yesterday after the uh, Rams and Giants game, Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate got into a little, got into a, not even, I won't even call it a little scuffle. They got into an all-out fight. The backstory behind that, if people don't know, Jalen Ramsey used to date Golden Tate's sister. They had two kids together last year. I'm assuming that Jalen Ramsey cheated on his sister. Golden Tate had tweeted out, he going to have to see me about it. And after the game, Golden Tate held up on that word and said, you're going to have to see me. So that um that ensued a big fight. So please expect some uh, suspensions and fines coming out of that. And that's just... This is this is one of those stories that people talk about where you guys got to understand that people are more than just the names on jerseys. I don't I don't personally blame Golden Tate for this one. I mean, I I don't at all. You you had two children with my sister. You cheated on her. You left her out to dry. You've been living your life like you know like whatever and my sister's, you know, responsibility is the kids. So, of course, like you said, you're going you're gonna to have to see me. So, I'd like I said, I don't think he was wrong. I think what he did was, was honorable, to be honest with you. And I don't think that Jalen Ramsey should have known that that was coming. He does a lot of talking on and off the field. He has gotten into a lot of fights with a lot of players. And majority of the time, if you guys check the history on it, it hasn't worked out too well for Ramsey. So we're going to see what what happens out of this. Supposedly, Jalen Ramsey waited outside the locker room for Golden Tate. But at that point, I mean, dude, it was your fault. You brought it on yourself. Let it go. He had every right to be pissed off. You obviously have probably been avoiding him and that family for a while. And he had an opportunity to catch you after a game because he knew y'all had to play each other and did what he had to do. Said can't be mad, can't be upset. It was your fault. But once again, like I said, please like he you, you can't hide behind that helmet all the time. And I feel like that's exactly what he was thinking. That was he could hide behind that helmet and and nothing would ever happen to him. And Golden Tate definitely showed him otherwise. More news right now. If you guys didn't watch right now, the uh, there was another COVID outbreak. You had the Patriots come up with a couple people that uh, tested positive, one of them being Cam Newton. And so that game between the Chiefs and the Patriots was supposed to get played yesterday afternoon, will now get played tonight at 7. And then the Falcons and Packers game on Monday Night Football is going to get moved back to about 8.50, about 9 o'clock. The other outbreak was in Tennessee with Pittsburgh. Tennessee had about eight or nine personnel between staff and players catch it. So they had to reschedule that game. So they're they're still trying to sort out how they're going to shake those games up and move the rest of the season for that one. But it's a little scary because with, they had a couple more people get tested positive yesterday. So now you're looking at possibly a cancellation of two games because their next game against the Bills is probably going to be in jeopardy as well. So we're going to see how that plays out, but I'm not too sure if this is a good sign for the NFL. They they were they were getting away with it for the first couple weeks, and they were doing good with testing and making sure everybody was good and know all the protocols and wearing masks, and they were doing a good job of finding coaches and staff who weren't wearing masks on the sidelines. But 
you can't you it's just something that you can't escape at this point and now you virtually have a small outbreak with one team and now it's affecting other teams as well they're going to retest i think the patriots and the chiefs today this this afternoon so they can go ahead and do that game tonight so even that game is still in the balance hanging in the balance that we don't know What's going to happen? Because if somebody else comes back positive, they're going to cancel that game and reschedule it as well. No defense at all. The Falcons are easily bottom bottom 10 every year in defense. So you can't be this defensive-minded coach and your defense isn't reflecting that. And and I, I tell people this all the time when they talk to me about it. This is why I'm not a big fan of hiring coaches that are one-sided. I hate the whole offensive guru thing or defensive guru. I hate that term. I hate those terms. Because if you're only good on one side of the ball, what does that matter? You still got to play offense if you're a defensive-minded coach. You still got to play defense if you're an offensive-minded coach. None of that matters. And in this situation, the Falcons look a, look a lot like the New York Jets. Because right now, with the Jets and Adam Gase, who is an offensive guru, supposedly, the Jets ain't scoring no points. The Falcons, Dan Quinn, uh, a defensive genius. They're letting teams come back on them in, in, in the last six or seven minutes of football games. Um. So, so Falcons fans, I, I, I follow me out. I don't, I don't hang on any longer. Win or lose tonight, it's not going to get any better. Expect a top 10 pick in the draft, maybe even top five at this point. Um, But regardless of that, some changes, you are looking at, we're already looking at next year. So some changes have to be made. And if they're not, you're going to see a lot, of, a lot of people leaving. You went out and got new uniforms. You got a nice big stadium with flashing lights and all that kind of good stuff. Doesn't matter because you're not winning. And when you don't win, you don't get anything. So, like I said, we'll see how it goes. My hopes are not exactly high for it. I don't expect anything to really change, to be honest with you. So, well, here we go. For the Falcons fans, uh, better luck next year. We'll, uh... (laughs) Well, they always say this all next year is our year. Wouldn't really put no money on it, but hey, keep hope alive, right? Um, last but not least, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the NFC East last night. So, if you didn't see last night, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the San Francisco 49ers, a very depleted San Francisco 49ers at that. And that game, as a whole, was terrible. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't playing. Nick Bosa did not play. Richard Sherman is still out. And majority of that defense altogether actually is not playing. And I think they lost a couple running backs in the backfield as well with um, Coleman. And I want to say Mozart are both out right now. We're out too. So you were literally playing the San Francisco uh, San Francisco backups. I think somebody made a joke about it and called them the 29ers because they only had half their team. Um, the Eagle for the Eagles fans, it doesn't look good. Like it, it doesn't look good. I mean, I know 
that everybody had high hopes this year and they look they look good on paper. They look really good on paper. But it's just not coming together. Defensively, they look all right. But that offense just looks god awful. Carson Wentz looks lost. He's trying to do too much on the field. He had a they're gonna say he had a okay game statistically, but if you're watching that game, you didn't see anything in that game that scared you. And and, and more and more every week you're continuing to see why the Eagles went out and drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about that. Was is Jalen Hurts actually going to get to start at some point? I don't think he is going to start at any point. I think Wentz will do enough to keep him on the bench for maybe another for maybe this year, maybe next year. But it's just it it doesn't look like it's working. And then you have to think too that the Eagles and then what's what's so funny about it? And I call them the NFC least. They're still just winning their first game yesterday. They're number one in their division. So it's um it's it's definitely weird. You have a, you're actually seeing a lot of injuries as well. But the the NFL to get back on a broader, more broad topic, the NFL uh, is not looking. It's not giving you the same NFL feel, and it's not about the fans. It, it's it's more so about you have all the COVID um, guidelines they have to follow. You have any injuries left and right because, and then football just looks a lot sloppy. It just almost looks as if they're just all going through the motions. And Kansas City are going to crash course to meet in the Super Bowl because I don't see any other team really beating them. So whichever team does even go to the playoff, you're probably just looking at an easy first round exit. They're number one with a record of two, of one, two, and one because they tied with the Bengals last week. The Cowboys are second place tied with the Redskins. They both have a one and three record. And of course, the Giants are 0 4. So what that means is as bad as the Giants are, because a lot of people are labeling them as the worst team in the NFL next to the Jets, they could win next week. And both these and all these other three teams lose, and they could be in first place in that division. So it's like kind of let that sink in a little bit of where that division is and where it's probably going. Because right now it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what people think is going to happen with that division and uh, I'm, I don't know but this is a, an every year thing if you guys haven't watched it usually the division winner out of that division usually comes out either 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven. it is usually the Cowboys or the Eagles and that's looking like how it probably be will probably be this year but it's it's, it's, a, it's a toss up and right now it's looking like Seattle and it just looks so sloppy. Every time I see everybody on the field, it just doesn't look good. And and that's not something that, and, and it sucks because that's not something that should be happening, but it's something that is going to continue to happen until about week probably seven or eight. Once everybody's gotten fully acclimated, once people have had their bangs and bruises, and then teams start to kind of recover from that. But right now, it's not looking good. If you're an NFL fan, you have high hopes about it, and, and I do as well. But like I said, it's it's these injuries right now, 
uh, these injuries and these COVID tests are are slowly starting to pick up. And last week, the injuries just showed its head. And you got guys like Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa. So this is just, we're going to see where the NFL goes from here and how they handle this. But they definitely do need to stop and think about some things on the way. An eight-game season right now probably would have been the best bet. Play everybody in your division, the four random opponents, and then go from there. Just to name a few, to be honest with you, I can't think of them all off the top of my head. But it was some pretty big stars who all just, everybody went down last week. And they didn't just sustain, you know, one or two week injuries. They're out for at least a couple months, maybe even the whole season. I understand y'all going to lose money, but y'all got to sacrifice that money sometimes to keep these players healthy. Because right now, right now, like the prime example, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Well, really Saquon Barkley, I'll just be honest with you. Um, he's out for the rest of the year. That recovery and rehab is going to probably go into the point where it's going to affect him next year. Because right now with COVID, we don't know where we are. So right now you don't. So next year we could still be in the same situation where you're going to have to shorten the season, take away the preseason again. And then you're going to have injury after injury after injury. And then you just gonna, it's going to just start that ongoing snowball effect and everything else is just going to go down with it. At some point, I will say, I think that these coaches and these, uh, these man, these GMs and these owners do need to step in and say, look, I understand we're losing a lot of money. You might have to sacrifice a couple of those dollars to make sure that your team and your players are good for these upcoming seasons. But to close it out, like I said, you got the Falcons and the Packers playing tonight on ESPN. Should be a good game. We're going to see the Packers have a lot of injuries at the wide receiver position, and we're hoping that they get everything back. Falcons, <laughs> it's plain and simple. They got to win. Long story short, there's no sugarcoating. There's no dancing around it. They have to win. And if they don't win, it's going to be some trouble. And when I say trouble, I do mean expect to see a lot of people losing their jobs. You also got the Chiefs and the Patriots. Brian Hoyer is going to be starting for camp since he's going to be out with COVID, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, like I said, Patrick Mahomes and those guys are still <laughs> they're still the team that this is the most fun I've ever seen a team having. If you watch them on watch them in the game, or even got a chance just to watch them in the Super Bowl, they just look like that team that's having the most fun out there, and that's always that's always dangerous 